you know, it was when I went back to work after having Isaac the first time, um, my first child. Well, Akmal's, you know, working in the evenings and I'm working during the day. You know, how is this going to all work? My job is relationship management, essentially. A lot of events are happening before and after work hours. And so it all just felt like it hit me like a ton of bricks, like this is not going to work. I was having to leave work early for the first time ever in my life. You know, I, I felt uncomfortable about doing that, but I also didn't want my son to be the last one picked up at daycare. Mm. You know, it was really, it's it was, on your mind, yeah. it was a big struggle um, for me. And I was not expecting that. Were you, so you were, you were born in, in lion's head. Come on. Yeah. And uh, the, I think the population is like 500 people. So <clears throat> on a much like smaller scale, I kind of understand, you know, not when you, I, when I came to Toronto, to the big city, like I felt very, I still feel it. Like I, I'm, I, I identify as a Bruce County farm girl, <laughs> like really. Um, you know, I was just trying to wrap my head around 500 people in, yeah. a, in a place. Right. Because uh, today, if a, if a TikTok video gets less than 500 likes <laughs> or less than 5,000 likes, they're like, oh, my God, it's not. And there's a, there's a whole world where people grow up in Bruce's County, mm-hmm. and it's a good, it's a great experience. Yeah. Yeah, it in um, the school that I went to was kindergarten to grade twelve. Um, you know, my brother, my cousins, my my you know my aunts and uncles. I sometimes I try to explain it to Akmal. You know how your family is like. You know they live close to each other and they you know they hang out together a lot. That's like it's like that, but in one town. Yeah. You know, my uncle lives there. My other uncle lives there. My aunts up there, my cousins. Um, But unfortunately, um, there's not a lot of opportunity for employment. So people tend to move on. Um, But just keeping that connection and my kids having that connection, because it's such an amazing community. So I do try to go back as much as possible. But some people stay. Yeah. And... um you know, there was this whole like concept of. Uh, in fact, I think I read this one sort of anecdotal story about how there was a uh, an MBA student that went to some island in Africa and how it's told, right? And how they the um, he sees a, f- a fisherman, you know, out in the morning catches one, you know, early morning goes home, mm-hmm. and the story runs on where the MBA student is is, is researching and says. Uh, and finally says, approaches this fisherman and says, so wh- why do you only catch this many fish? And then go home. He goes, well, that's all I need f- for the day. And he says, well, you know, if you caught more, you could do something with that. He goes, what would I do? And he says, well, you could sell that fish. And he goes, then what? He goes, then you would have money. And he goes, then what would I do? <laughs> And he goes, well, then you could go buy a fishing net. And he goes, then he goes, then you'll catch more fish. And he goes, 
then what? He goes, well, then if you save up enough and you keep doing this for a while, you can get a boat. <laughs> and he goes, and it keeps going, and then what? So the fisherman's going, then what, then what? And the MBA student's going, then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And you get more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And, and the fisherman's going, and then what? And he goes, then if you do this long enough, then one day you retire. Like, maybe if you do this for 20, 30 years and everything goes well and you put in this many hours a day, uh, it will, you will have this, all of this. And then you can, and he goes, and then what? He goes, then you can go home. And the fisherman looks at the MBA student and goes, what do you think I do every day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so I because you were saying that and you you talk about people leaving, mm-hmm. call it the small town, mm-hmm. to go in search of yeah. the bigger opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, there's this dialogue that takes place between them when they go back. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go, like, you, you left, mm-hmm. um, and you didn't leave because you're like, I don't like it here. You never said that to you, or did you say that to you? So what I, prompted you to leave? I would say um, probably my last year of high school, I was kind of like, let's... Let's go see what's out there. Okay. You know, I'm sick of this town. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I think you'd it's... heard? Had you heard about it? So I have older older brothers. Right. Um, but for the most part, we pretty much stayed in the community. It's not like my parents were really living some elaborate life, traveling around. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that. We were farmers, working a lot. Um, <clears throat> and so I think at a certain point, I think it's a, a pretty typical thing where, you know, some of my friends, you know, they get sick of it or they're just, you know, going off to school. Um, when you live in a small town, there is no choice. Um, I know that some kids that live in the city, they can just live at home when they go to university. We can't. So we often right. move away for right. school. Right. And then that becomes mm. like, okay. The first taste. Yeah, like the, the first, first taste. Um so, and my my father did that as well, but then was like, this is not, and then moved home. Came back. Um, we actually own, um, where I grew up, the house that I uh, grew up in, is the house that my father grew up in. Right. And his, it was the land that was bought from the crown um, in wow. the 1800s, the wow. original wow. farm. Right. And so... Um, hmm. Uh, four brothers, um, and you know everyone's kind of going off doing their own thing. But uh, yeah, I, I left to go to school. Um, I wasn't too. Uh, I went to Peterborough. I did not think to myself like, what's the best school I can go to? How do I? That just wasn't. I, I wasn't even how, thinking so how that did, way. How did you process? How did you make that decision as to where you were like going to go? Friend, there's a lot of friends Just going to, to Peterborough, mm-hmm. and I was kind of, I went there a little bit, like, <laughs> underwhelmed by like this isn't really you mm-hmm. know what I I was thinking it would be. It wasn't the big exciting thing I was thinking right. it would be. Um, Tall buildings and yeah, no. glass towers. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't it wasn't like that. But I think that's probably a good thing because it was kind of my first experience living away from home. And then I, um, I started doing a lot of internships. Um, one of my older brothers 
it's it's a pretty typical thing to to then go back to your small town which for me is a tourist town and make a lot of money working at a restaurant or whatever as a student mm-hmm. and then go and move back and go to school again in September got it um, so that's kind of a pretty standard uh, thing that a lot of people do and one of my older brothers said to me like you gotta get like like what are you doing hmm. like that's you got to start thinking about your future. Mm-hmm. Um, my brothers are all very entrepreneurial, um, and so they were kind of doing their own thing. Um, and to me, it was like, don't just keep like going back and working at a restaurant. Like, do something more than that. That's going to put you in a better position uh, for when you graduate. And so, that's that's what I did. I started looking into internships. Um, and I completed four of them while I was uh, at university. And then I think it's one of the reasons why I was able to get a job right out of university because I had some, I guess, everybody seems to have a degree. And then I had some, I guess, more practical work experience. So, so when you were first making these decisions to to move, to grow, right? Mm-hmm. It's all part of your growth. Yes. Uh, it's interesting. the The first area that you go to that gives you your feedback are your friends and your family. That's, yeah, that's the, the first people you have contact with. They prompt you, right? Were you ever before being prompted thinking to yourself, "Where am I going to go? No. Where am I going to do?" Right. So, so you're you're getting these prompts, and when you first started thinking about it, um, like were you thinking, "Hey, what do I want to be? What am I going to enjoy?" What were, what were the things that you were using to decide? I cared and still do, I think, just because of where I grew up. I cared a lot about the environment, and okay. that's why I went to Peterborough. Okay. Um, that's a big, um, a big program at Trent University is their environmental program. Okay. And so um, I was uh, thinking a lot about, like, well, why, you know, my my dad's in politics, like asking him, like, why don't these things get done? Like, I don't really quite get it. Mm. Um, and something... You're like the first one who's ever asked that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are these things <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> I said um, to them that I, I, th- I thought I wanted to go, like, to Queen's Park to, to, to like, figure this out. <laughs> That's amazing. So you're thinking, that, and you'd never been to Queens Park. No, you're, you no. didn't, right? You didn't know anyone at Queens Park, but you're thinking, yeah, like at Trent, um, I would say the culture is very, um, like socialist. Like it's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people in my program that went on to work for NGOs and um, different organizations, environmental organizations. I didn't. Uh, that didn't feel like my thing. Um, I kind of thought like, well, you know, but what if you kind of go into maybe the the big bad political world or the corporate world and try to help from the inside or right. see what's going on from the inside? Were you were you always like that? Like when you remember, were you like, hey, this? Wh- why is that like that? And the 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 need or feeling to have to do something up about it. Or did you look around and go, do you remember looking around and going, hey, this is just how things are? 
Um, or are you I, always asking I why? did have an experience right before that um, oh. where I had stayed an extra semester in high school uh, to try to take some different courses. I thought I wanted to go into nursing, and so I hadn't really um, taken a, a lot of courses uh, to help me do that. And so I had stayed an extra semester, and then I had this other semester in the winter where I wasn't sure what I was going to do. A lot of my friends had already went to post-secondary education, and uh, I ended up going to Whistler. Okay. First going to um, Vancouver and then making my way up to Whistler and thinking, okay, I'm just going to like, you know, enjoy the ski hills for a while and get a job and um, and then I'll go to school. <clears throat> and when I got there, I thought like they already had those diamond lanes for you know, more than one passenger in the car. And we didn't have that here. Hmm. But there was just things that I noticed out there, like, oh, they're, like, doing these things. Like it feels a little more advanced? In, in, Developed? Yeah. Like, um, it felt like they cared about the environment more. Mm -hmm. Like it was mm -hmm. on their radar Okay. Um, in British Columbia. So I don't, I mean... It was I just was a it's teenager. a perspective. It was right. just a it was just an observation. And so um I think that that really did prompt me to to actually change, like completely change what I was gonna go to school for. Um and then like, well, I I guess this school I had applied to just like a general science, I could just turn that into like an yeah. environmental science degree or whatever. So I I went there, but everywhere else I, I had applied to like nursing, health science type of stuff. You know, what's interesting is to me, it's like you come from this place and you're moving out of this place, right? And you're looking around. So you describe what the Whistler experience, you describe the Peterborough experience. What's interesting is that people from there go to mm -hmm. Lion's Head mm -hmm. and they go, why don't we have this yeah. over there? Yeah. And they come there almost envious yeah. of the people that are there. Mm -hmm. That's what I find interesting, is that here are people going, well, why are things like not like the way they are there? And then when people come from there, here, they think, you know, not the grass is greener, but like sort of. Yeah. And they say, look at these guys. They have it so yeah. nice. Yeah. It is so peaceful. You know, there's no stress. Whereas you're there, you're like, there are no opportunities here. <laughs> we yeah, need to go somewhere. Do? What am I going to yeah. do? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I think my I got to get out of here mindset was very short, short lived. Um, um, I Once I started doing my internships at Queen's Park, though, I do remember getting to Toronto and thinking like, yes this this is cool what about i it? like this, this place what about it um a lot more alive just lots going on um queen's park in general politics um you know just really falling uh falling in love with it like really hard i just loved every minute of the internship that I did. I didn't get it um, the first year, and I even didn't get it the second year. Um, but I think I was put on a wait list because I got a phone call right before it was about to start in May. I think it's May till August um, is the university student summer. 
Um, and so I kind of had to like quickly, I was working construction back home. Mm-hmm. I had graduated from the restaurants to okay. uh, working in concrete. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I think I had to like call them and say, hey, I've got this really cool opportunity where I'm going to actually do this internship at Queen's Park. And I knew nothing about it, um, you know, looking back now. But um, I just worked with my mom. We kind of, okay, like, I'm just going to live at the U of T residence right close by. Um, and you can do that. And that means I'm probably not going to save as much money. Are you okay with that, mom? You know, how can we make this work financially? Uh, Mm. But it was really about the experience and kind of the long-term benefits of doing this internship. And even even the first year I got placed, um, some of the big positions would be with a minister or in the premier's office. Um, and I got placed at the Liberal Fund, which was at College in Spadina. It wasn't even at Queen's Park. And I was kind of uh, like, okay, I guess this is the crappy this- one, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, but it was also, you know, with the fundraising arm, it was golf tournaments and dinners and receptions and... Um, I went to everything, like everything, and loved just take it. it all in yes. like a sponge. Yeah, and you feel like you're a part of something now. Yes, you're 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 here. Um, you don't know. You, you you accept that this is a starting point, so you still have a goal, like where you want to get, what you want to be able to do, what kind of impact you have. But you're like, there's something going on over here. Yes, yeah, not just being. Um, you know, with the Liberal Party or with politicians or it was it was the internship program and that kind of circle of people that I thought like, really? Like you went to Queens? Like, right. oh, you're in law school? Right. Wow. Right. That's, you're smart. Like yeah. I'm not, this is, this is a different caliber of people, you know, with a different background than me. So so you're going through this internship and you're thinking to yourself, you're going somewhere. Where was that somewhere now that, like, you know, when you first start, you say, okay, I'm going to go to Peterborough, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to go to Trent. Yeah. So Trent, I'm going to go to Queen's Park. Yeah. So there's this, this evolving thought about going to the next place. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling like, you even, you said, yourself just said, like, when you, when you, you feel like, you know, it's like when you get somewhere, you're like, okay, I've arrived at my destination. Yeah. But you hadn't yet felt that you arrived somewhere. You're like, where does somewhere more to go? Yeah. Where was that? Um, I really felt that when I would go back to school hmm. in September, because right. I'm still kind of going, and this is just a short internship, and then I'm going back. Right. I'm hearing the comments in class of like, you know, that's... Um, you know, certain industries are bad, bad, bad. Hmm. And, um, and I just, I, I, I think that it was becoming more and more clear to me that um, there, there's definitely a role for that, for like environmental activism or an activism in any way, uh, but that that was just not what, that wasn't how I saw myself kind of continuing forward with my degree. Um, and I think I thought to myself, I want to, the, the place that I want to be is the Ministry of the Environment. And I want to, you know, I hope I get that placement next summer. 
um, and then maybe I can work there. Um, so it's interesting, like you, you have this con this interest mm -hmm. in the environment in terms of what's going mm -hmm. on, and um, when you when you first got there, did you have this impression? Did you have this thought that hey, everybody here is going for the same thing? That's how change happens, and we're all aiming for the same kind of change that I'm thinking about mm -hmm. making. Did you, did you have that thought that look, this is where I'll find it, and then you get there and you're like. Well, there's all of this other stuff mm -hmm. going on. Did you run into that? Did you oh, notice yeah. that? And it and it kind of all made sense. Like, there's a problem every couple of minutes, you know, that the premier or ministers are having to deal with. And I, I think the one, I guess, major lesson was that it's really easy to sit back and criticize yeah. politicians yes. or CEOs. Yes. And uh, once you're in it, you realize, man... There's a lot of competing priorities here. How do they even make these decisions? Like, yeah. how is it even, yeah. um, let alone multiple decisions or, you know, policy changes? Or there's there's so much that goes into making a policy change. Um, just, you know, getting feedback from stakeholders. And so just being able to see, in my mind, I was thinking, like, this is how it like what an education this is how it really works you know i'm getting one education in peterborough and then getting a totally different education it's like that, isn't it? in uh the summertime and i felt like you know i was i was really leaning towards like um i think i think i want to kind of keep going in in this direction because because <clears throat> your answer is now starting to form like why is it like this mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like you're starting to get answers mm -hmm. to that question and mm -hmm. that's what kind of drove you there originally yeah like why why, why is nothing happening why is, why is nothing it so happening? slow and um but uh it, it sort of became clear that oh actually it's very complicated to do anything right. uh, and to make um you know major changes at that scale like right. if you're thinking of um some sweeping policy for the province or you know, um, I've never worked in Ottawa, but I, it made me think, what about federal? Like, how, how do they even yeah. make these decisions when they have all these different provinces with different priorities? So I definitely, I definitely had a lot more sympathy for um, anyone that's in the position where, you know, they're, they run uh, for office they are having to do things in a very public way. Um, and of course they're gonna make mistakes. Of course, you know, if someone was following you around with a tape recorder all the time, and then they, you know, they catch you and, and, yeah. and then you're a meme on yeah. social media or something. Yeah. I, I think, um, like I said, I think, I think it's easy to sit back and think, oh, you know, what an, what an idiot. I mean, people get a cake recipe wrong, from it, just, and it's yeah. written there on a box. Yeah. You know? So he'll put a little too much milk or too much flour, and it happens there at that level. It's not going to happen here. Yeah. Right? Um, I agree. I think between sympathy and appreciation, like it keeps going between the two. Like they've got a lot coming at them. And quite often when we talk to them, they've got to choose something. Yeah. And they're going to, like, there's all of this. They have to figure out this is what I'm going to have impact on or I'm going to work on. 
and they don't even know that by trying to work on this that it's actually going to even work. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they had to decide, right? They had mm-hmm. to pick because mm-hmm. they're limited in time. They're limited in, you know, resources and everybody kind of coming at them. The I, I do remember my second summer, I got placed, I didn't get placed in the Ministry of the Environment like I wanted to, uh, but I got placed in the Premier's office, which mm-hmm. was like... The show. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. how? Oh, really? Me? Okay. Yeah. Really. Okay. I'll, all right. Um, that was like, whoa. Uh, I I wasn't. I was going to all the stuff the summer before. I was taking it all in. I was doing all these fundraising events, doing my best. And you know, there were some some key people there that really kind of took me under their wing. And oh, you you're on this event tonight, or you're on that event tomorrow. Yeah, sure, I'll be there. And I'll you know whatever I can do, hand out name tags, whatever. I'll be there to help. Um, <clears throat> but then to get that other internship the second summer. Um, I was really, once again, had that feeling of like, this is like another caliber, uh, of people, um, uh, an intimidating experience for me that, um, I kind of, yeah, you kind of think like, I don't think I'm maybe supposed to be here. Did you make a mistake <laughs> or I really? don't know? Yeah, a, a little bit. And then, um, but then you kind of, you get into it and, I definitely, um, it, it, I, just, I just kept falling more and more and more in love with politics. So the interesting thing is you just said it. Like when you first get there, you say to yourself, maybe, I mean, I'm just listening to how you're describing it, right? Like, you know, I got to the premiers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's, and there you're like, you're looking kind of up to it, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. To a level where you even say, like, I don't even feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. What got us to here today, you and I, is because you're in another position today looking at it going, that's not the way I feel it ought to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not looking up to it anymore mm-hmm. in some ways. So that's what I'm, you know, like, so that, if that's the starting point, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm around high this caliber of people mm-hmm. and... There's all this stuff, and everybody seems important. Yeah. And in terms of what they're doing and titles flying around, right? And the discussion being something that's, like, big, right? There it is again. And the glitter of it all. Like, you went there. Mm-hmm. You were, you knew so-and-so, right? You spoke to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. They know who you are. You know who they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it kind of, um, what's the word? It's like the, the bling of it all. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that? Yeah, the flashy. Yeah, that I'm somebody here now. Yeah. Did you ever feel that? Oh yeah. Or did I, you feel I like I'm not? So, or like no, I got I got to the point where I felt like, um, yeah, this is this is cool. This is where I'm. I'm doing something to here. Be. I'm yeah. somebody. Um, and then, and then I was kind of looking at all of the people that were talking to the politicians, and then it became something else, like. I want to be those people. Hmm. They're coming in here. They're telling, you know, the premier or the minister or uh, their staff, like, here's what it's like in my industry. And then it became like, that is the real success when you get success in the private sector after. That, that sort of, that became my goal. Okay, 
from here. This is an experience. This isn't a career because people get voted in and out and I, you know, I can't stay here forever. Nobody does. Uh, but <clears throat> um, obviously it's not my parents pushing me in this direction. I'm just looking around thinking um, these are very successful people. Um, and I think it's within my reach. Um, I don't necessarily. Well, you're in the same room with them. I'm in the same room with them. I definitely didn't go to the schools that they did or, you know, have the educational background that they did. But I felt like um, I'm kind of getting the impression that, you know, based on my first summer versus my second summer, if I work hard, I think I can, I think I can make up for my lack of. Um, Isn't that interesting? Yeah, like, like here we are. Fancy education. This happens a lot. I I notice it's like, um, and it happens not just in that context that you're talking about, but there's this feeling that people get that. I remember experiencing this myself. First, is that like, who am I really? Mm -hmm. Right? Who am I? Mm -hmm. There's that. Mm -hmm. There is why mm -hmm. are things like the way that they are. I remember those exact same feelings too. You know, first was like, why is that? And then it's like, in, in, in the pursuit of trying to answer that question, we find out how small we are in the whole realm of things. Or we, we perceive it anyway, right? And we're thinking, wow. And then we're like, oh, these are the ones that make it happen. So I want to be one of them, mm -hmm. right? Not yeah. like them as in good or bad, but that's how I get that why question answered, Right? Like I get to do something. I get to, and in doing something, you become somebody, right? Like you do something, you become somebody. Mm -hmm. So is that, is that like the feeling, right? And then you're, you're now here and you keep following the trail. Yeah. <laughs> and the trail of takes you. Of what I think success is. I keep kind of going and yeah, in this, on this path. And you figure like the reinforcement of this is what success is, is because it looks like everybody's gunning for the same mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. that success. Yeah. The internship program that I was in, um, people would often, you know, definitely land at Queens park or they would go on to law school or go on to get an MBA. Um, or maybe, you know, it wasn't for them, but for the most part, these were like, you know, political junkies um, type. So there's a lot of passion too, there's, right? Yeah. And um, uh, I, yeah, I, I felt like there, maybe we're not all doing the exact same thing, but um, I'm definitely amongst a group of people that are going places. And uh, I guess I started to get ideas about what maybe my own career would look like. Because, you know, in Lion's Head, I wasn't thinking like, I didn't know anything about Trent. I didn't even go to any school. Mm. I didn't look at, you know, what's this one compared? Mm. Like I look at the preparation that a lot of people do before they even choose a university. Right. Like I just didn't know or think about any of that. Um, and so you talk about like, you know, things kind of happening. Like, I feel like my whole life was like evolution, like a yeah. little like realization uh -huh. of this. Okay. That, you know, I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It just kind of kept 
right. rolling on. But it was driven by that same, at the end of the day, that same question. So now you see, hey, this is where it, the action is. And then you started turning your focus mm-hmm. over to, yeah. to like industry mm-hmm. and, and you call it mm-hmm. the, the business sector or the, yeah. the private sector. Yeah. So then what did you do? So, um, well, my first role, um, I had, uh, it was government relations and, um, government relations in a, in a corporation. Right. Okay. Um, and, uh, in, in financial services, because I then went on to have like an actual career at Queens Park and I ended up in, uh, the last place that I worked was uh, for the Ontario Minister of Finance. Right. And a lot of people kind of go on, um, you know, if they're working for the Minister of Health, they go on to an organization that's kind of focused more on that area. Sure. And so I went yeah. on into financial services. Right, okay. Um, and um, <clears throat> I, uh, I went in for my interview and uh, I, I actually was thinking to myself, like, this was about policy that was housed in the Ontario Ministry of Finance. I can, like, if there's one person that can do this job, like, it's me. And I, I'm not even typically that type of a, like, you know, say person with that much confidence. Confidence, say it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you had confidence there. I went great. in and I was like this, like I, I can really do this job well for you guys because I was just there mm. and I know all those people there and I know what you're trying to do. And yeah, I've never done government relations before and maybe I'm a little bit young, but I'm, I'm certain that I can do this. Um, and it was like a really great experience. We did a lot. We got a lot done. Um, and I had, um, I felt kind of important because I was the only person outside of the executive team that was reporting directly to the CEO and the CEO at the time was, uh, um, just a person that I still to this day have just so much respect for. Um, and so even, even though today, um, that's not really where I'm at in my life. I still look back at those experiences and think like I learned so much from these people and so much from these experiences um, that, um, you know, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today without all all of that. A hundred percent. So at what point in time, or was there a point in time that you remember that you started looking at things? So you're doing something. You're having impact. You're achieving things. You're growing. Now I'm making a decent salary. I'm supporting myself. I'm living on my own in Toronto. Like mm-hmm. I've made that move. Um, and I'm uh, l- kind of losing interest in um, having like much of a social life. And so I'm you know, making different goals for myself. Okay, I'm going to, you know, run a, try run a half marathon and kind of making these different fitness goals. Um, because I'm kind of, I've, I've been to so many receptions and parties and golf tournaments. And the, by this point that I'm like, been okay. There, done that. Yeah. 
Um, and so uh, I, I do distinctly remember going for jogs around and looking at like ball diamonds where little kids are playing, you know, young families are, and thinking like that, I, I, I really want that. Like huh. that looks good. Uh, Isn't that yeah. amazing? So you go to these different places, yeah. and you're like, yeah. that looks good, that looks yeah. good. But they're they're distinct, right, from one another. Yeah. And when, so what I, was, what I was wondering was that when you were at these galas and these dinners, and, like, it's pretty fancy, and, yeah. right, there's important people there. And there's, um, did you ever ask why about anything at those times, or... Like what was what was the why that you started asking that that the answer to which you were like not satisfied with at some point in time, you, was there ever anything that you looked at and said, why is it why is it like this, um, or I don't understand, or I don't agree. Um, it it honestly just came down to the type of lifestyle, um, the commitment level that's required. Uh, to be um, in politics or be at a, a high level in the private sector. But you um, were doing it. I was doing it. And you were enjoying it, was, it. It was starting to take its toll on, uh, I think, my like physical and mental health. Like I definitely felt um, once I... Once I met Akmal and I had a child, you know, it just became so... Amplified a little bit. Amplified, yeah. It was really, um, it was really all in, in one area of my life, work. And, and that, that was it. And I, I remember, um, you know, thinking to myself, this used to be so fun. I used to really, really love doing this, and I'm kind of looking for something a little bit more in my life now. Um, um, I didn't, I think, you know, in, in my husband's culture, there's a lot of involvement from parents about marriage, about having a family, how important that is. It's not really something that was ever explicitly said to me and I think that's pretty common um in my culture that it's just it's it's sort of a little bit more hands-off like you figure out your thing and who was your brother who told you if you go back if you go back I recall you it was your brother who said hey what are you gonna do yeah yeah and and that prompted a move in life but not my parents my parents were never like you should do this you should be married at this age Mm -hmm, or have mm -hmm. have children it was just like, I was just thinking like, so what am I going to do? Um, and that was really just career-wise. I think after a while, it just became clear to me that um, I wanted more in my life other than my work. Um, and I actually, like if there's one one specific thing that stands out to me is I, I did have, um, I had, you know, gotten a family doctor in Toronto and he was an older man. And, um, when I tell this story, a lot of people think like, geez, that's a little, you know, overstepping a little bit, but I appreciated it so much as he said to me, 
uh, I think I was 29, and he said, are you planning on having a family? Like, what's your... Oh, so this is before everything. Th- this was before I met Akmal. Okay, okay. Um, and I <clears throat> wow. said, yeah. Just a moment like that. Yeah. I said, uh, yeah. And he said, well, when? <laughs> and I was like, um, you know, maybe when I'm like 35. Like, not right now, but like maybe in, in a few years. And he was like, like, do you know what happens to women between the age of 30 and 35? And I was like, no. The health of your eggs decreases like at a rapid rate once you turn 30 and even, even more so after that, like at 35. And so... I was like in shock, like no one had ever told me that before. And again, this is like, you know, maybe I'm making myself sound a little bit naive, uh, but I really, truly did not know that. Um, And it wasn't something that I was uh, even thinking about, uh, obviously. And so it was one of those kind of like shocking things sort of when my brother was like, what are you doing? Why are you going? Yeah. It was kind of one of those shocking moments where I said, well, what am what am I supposed to do? Like, just go and, like, start trying to look for a husband? Or, right. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what you, you should do. My nephew, he did online dating, and, you know, it really worked for him. And um, it it was it was such an unusual conversation for a right. <laughs> physician yeah. and a patient to have, um, and so um, I had heard of people doing online dating, and I <clears throat> it just didn't really sound that fun to me. It just really wasn't working for a lot of my friends, but some some of my friends did have some success, so I thought okay. Um, you know, for some people, it can go on and on and on and on, and they just don't find anybody. Um, and so I thought, is that going to happen to me? Is this just going to be so such a defeating thing? And so I went and I did it. And I also, having him say that to me, it, it prompted me to think, I do want a family. And sometimes I think it's scary to say something like that. Why? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I did. I was like, yes, I want this. Um, I think modern society now, people are kind of more, I don't know, like. Well, if you thought that, do you, don't you think others thought the same thing as well? I, I'm sure they, they did. Um, I, I think that it, it does become a bit of a realization um, for women, but if I was left to make that decision on my own. I don't know how old I would have been um, at that point. I had somebody... Plus the process to go through it, like you talked about, the dating, the disappointments. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I'm doing something right now, and yeah. it's working. Yeah, and it's, it's And I'm good. growing here. Yeah, And yeah. I'm winning. Right? Like, Why complicate it? The, the moment where I decided in my head what I wanted, though, mm. like, no, really, I really do want a family. Um, and again, you know, it's a scary thing to say because sometimes when you're single, you like to just be like, everything's great. Everything's, you know, you don't want people looking at you thinking like, well, 
yeah, but shouldn't you be like married by now? Or, you know, people are making those judgments sometimes. Hmm. Um, and so I think once you say it, it's kind of like, I guess now I have to, what if I don't achieve it? Mm. And then people think she wanted it, mm -hmm. but she didn't. Anyways, I went online. It was a very, very fast, like, uh, I, I wasn't, I had bought like a three month package okay. and I wasn't really paying much attention to it because I just really didn't want to. But then when I, I realized this membership is running out, I should <laughs> I actually use probably it. use it. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Sounds it. like a gym membership. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and I had received a message from Akmal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did you, did you on the way, sorry, you were about to say something, but I was wondering, did, did you like, you know how you said that this is what I want to do? Yeah. Did you talk to anyone else? before saying, hey, this is what I want to do, like a, a peer or a friend. You talked about friends, you know, and, and some of them saying to you, Megan, not now. You're on the rise. It was, there um, a, like, was there a counter thought like, that was strong enough? And you seem like, from how I know you, you say, hey, this is what I want to do, and then you do it. Yeah, I'm not really but you do one get, to... But you also listen, right? And I listen hear. to a few people. Right. Did I don't you, listen to everybody. Fair enough. Yeah. So was there from the people that you listen to some who kind of like, you know, sometimes they'll check you just to make sure you really believe in what you're doing yeah. and you're not being whimsical, right? Yeah. So that's their role. Yeah. Did anyone check you and say, did you feel like there was a check going on or, or a balance or a, a counterbalance to say, or even from yourself going, a doubt, like, is this the right move right now? Because I'm not there yet. I'm on my way somewhere. Mm -hmm. And doing this could take me off that track. I've invested so much no, into that track. No, I wasn't thinking about going off the track. I was huh. thinking, I'm going to do everything. Oh, you're going to get all of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is not going to stop you? Yeah. Okay, no, well, no. oh my gosh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. no, okay, get it now. Yeah, so I, um, I remember, and and. Yeah, yeah. People definitely um, say things like, "What? What are you thinking?" Um, like, because, how are you going to do both? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that, um, I think that I, I appear to be somebody that makes a decision, and and it's like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" But it, it percolates sure. for a long time. Sure. I, I don't make decisions very quickly. Actually, sure. right. it, it's just something that's like sort of under. Neath, yeah. deep down somewhere for a long time, and then but then when I'm ready to make a decision, I make it. Yeah, and so then um, I think that part was shocking when I met Akmal, and I was like, "This is this is it." Uh, we knew that it was going to be very difficult, not for us, but for everybody else to accept that we were ready to get married and have a family. Because how how could you? How could you be? You just met this person. You don't know this person. Right. Um, so that that was, I think, difficult for some people around me to accept. But I think at that point, I was kind of used to, I don't always make decisions that people agree with. And so that's fine if they're, if they're not okay with it. That's... So you, you know. go from like, I'm, I keep seeing the, a, a repetition here, though. I mean, as you're talking, so I see uh, you start from Bruce County and you, you break out from, you know, a place where people leave, but some people came back, mm -hmm. including, you know, 
mm-hmm. uh, your dad also. Mm-hmm. So it's like a significant person, right? Yeah. Um, and and you get this foundation that you start with. And then you go out to, you leave to go train, then you go to Queens Park. And you're constantly, it seems like, um, like kind of on the boundaries of things, right? Like you're looking over to the other side going, mm-hmm. hey, I wonder how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, in all of that, just this one con- yeah. just one conversation yeah. couldn't have been one conversation. It, it was like the baseball diamonds that you're seeing and all the things yeah, that you're yeah, when you're jogging. Yeah, so yeah. it percolates, but that's a tipping point. Mm-hmm. And then you c- and you're like, okay, yeah, now it makes mm-hmm. total sense. Um, and the thing that I'm I'm curious about is that also that you also knew it wasn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And so that's often something that happens is that when people are looking to make a change mm-hmm. or when they're looking to, to, to transition, the first thing, one of the first things the mind does is it thinks about, um, yeah, okay, there's a great motivation, there's a goal, there's a reason why so I'm gonna, something yeah. great is going to come of it. But along the way, there are going to be these hardships. And quite often there are these, these questions that, that the hardship itself like, can make you turn around. Just before they are even real, mm-hmm. it makes it makes a lot of people turn around and say, "Ah, you know what? It's like take the not the easy road, but right, uh, the path of least resistance." Let's mm-hmm. just say. Um, so you calculated this that it's going to be it's going to yeah. be difficult making these these transitions. Um, you go, you you now you get married, uh, you have kids, and during this time you step away from. Uh, this this career this world of mm-hmm. you know uh, professional growth and advancement, and then you come back. Yeah, you go on a maternity leave. Sure. Like in Canada, right. they can, um, you know, it was recently increased um, from I think twelve months to eighteen months. So you. So I was in the private sector though, and it wasn't a very common thing for women to take that full amount of time. Um, there's sales to be made, there's quotas to be met. Um, So I took maybe six months off. I love how you did that. Yeah, it was, uh, I I mean. That's the check. That's the what comes back at you. It's never said that way. Right. Um, But I definitely felt like the pressure of like, so how long are you going to be gone for? Um, You know, And it wasn't like having a child was like, whoa, wow. You know, this is a profound moment uh, for both Akmal and I. We are like many new parents, not prepared for what uh, type of a change it is. It is just so awesome. Like we're, we, we are just in love um, with Isaac our, was our first, and then yeah. Amal. Uh, but it was. It I, I was, can see why they're like lovable. Yeah, they're so yeah. lovable these kids. <laughs> so then, um, it wasn't. You know, it was when I went back to work after having Isaac the first time, right. um, my first child, that I. It's funny because I was thinking, why did I not think about this before? Well, Akmal's, you know, working in the evenings, and I'm working during the day. And, you know, how is this going to all work? My job is relationship management, um, essentially. Uh, A lot of events are happening before and after hours, uh, work hours. Um, And so it all just felt like it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, this is not 
going to work. Um, I was having to leave work early for the first time ever in my life. You know, I, I felt uncomfortable about doing that. But I also didn't want my son to be the last one picked up at daycare. Mm. You know, it was really... It's it was, on your mind, yeah. It was a big struggle um, for me. And I was not expecting that. Um, and what are peers and colleagues and friends saying about this at this point? Uh, in time? Not much. Like, this is it. This is what motherhood is when you're, you know... A professional woman like oh yeah this is it's tough have so, a glass of wine at the end of the night y you know it just it felt like um uh, no one was really feeling what I was feeling like it wasn't something that people would say I know like have you ever thought of stepping back a little right, bit right. or yeah it right. was like like yeah, you're asking tough. why is nobody asking why? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. This is not. This can't be just the way it is. I so mean, nobody looked at it and said, "Yeah, you're right. It sucks." They simply <laughs> no. said, "This is it. This is what we gun for." Yeah. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Um, I. <laughs> you didn't buy it. I just was like, <laughs> "This is insane." Like, I'm, I'm not doing my work properly. I, in my mind, I'm not committing the amount of time that I want to commit to my work. I'm not committing the amount of time that I want to commit to my kids. Um, and for some reason, you know, before this, I never realized that my husband worked in the evening. <laughs> like, right. you know, like... There it was. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you also said you wanted it all. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought, I thought so. Turns out it's really exhausting. <laughs> and, uh, there, for me, it just like sucked the joy out of my work and, my, and, you know, the joy that we were getting from having, uh, kids. Um, and I think, I don't know if, if, if it's just, being on a different schedule, someone else's schedule. Um, right now, for Akmal and I, obviously, you know, we're still both working at the business, at the martial arts school that we own, but it's sort of the planning is like not just the one business, thing. Right. It's, it's the whole thing. Uh, so I find that really helpful even though it's but what about the things that you want to change what about the, the carpool lane yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well it turns out that the thing that i wanted to change really was how much time i was spending with my family that just became um because it, it went on like i i only left the corporate world two years ago so it went on for a while i had a mall it became even more challenging with two children um, i was finding myself on my own uh in the evenings a lot and um you know th saying to akmal like how is this gonna work we were both adjusting our lives a lot so what you weren't saying is i guess this is just how it is you were like not okay with just <clears throat> no, how it is yeah and uh and then you made a you had to do something uh, it had to be deliberate like it couldn't just like go with the flow 
You no. couldn't just go with the flow. Yeah.、Mm. All of the other times in your past, you've kind of gone with the flow.、Mm-hmm. You've you said you didn't really look at all the options before university,、mm-hmm. and then it took you to Queensbury and、mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But here, the flow now for the first time, you're looking and saying. No, I'm、yeah. not going to go. It's like, it just reminds me of like if that fisherman had listened to the NBA and said,、mm-hmm. "Okay, I'll get a net, I'll get a boat," and then says,、mm, "Actually, I'm reversing." Did you ever feel not reversing? Well, maybe it is reversing, but do you ever feel like I'm having to make a decision to go backward now? Like, was that like what was? Do you ever feel、mm-hmm. like that? That was kind of like a pressure on you that、uh, I'm going now backwards here in say the professional side. I'm not achieving. My value is being affected. That's not how I you, look at it. Yeah. Did、um, you get confirmation? I of that? definitely like, think that that's how I, I can tell that that's how how some people look at it. Maybe that I was working with in recent years. Yeah.、Um, because when we catch up, I still really try to kind of maintain my uh, yeah, connections. Right. And you're、um, in relationship management. Yeah. Um, and and I can tell they're like so.、Um, anyways, the martial arts school, but like, what are you doing? Right.、Um, and it's like, no, like this is what I was doing.、Uh, this, so you, you get this message, right? That you've got, man, you've got all this potential. You got all the stuff that you、yeah. can do, and you're settling. Well, nobody says that to you like directly. No one says it directly,、feeling. but yeah, that that's kind of the the vibe. You, What you do you say to that?、Um, there is、uh, there is nothing like it. Just became Akmal and I had a conversation. He said something like really. He said, "I don't care if you become the prime minister of Canada. If our kids are not doing well, what does it all matter?" And we're on. Akmal and、think? I are on the same page with that, like, and、huh. that's what I was thinking: is like, who's really paying attention to the kids?、Um, because I'm working all day, and Akmal is also, but then he's teaching at night.、Uh, I would, if I would even, you know, express this, like, how are you guys doing this? This is not. But you did talk to me once about like the alternatives. You could have hired,、help. right?、And、yeah, that would be maybe some, a recommendation that someone would make. Like if I were talking to my friends about it, someone to do the cleaning of the bath, like someone、right. to do it for you. But I was thinking to myself, like we we tried all we 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 tried to do that, like get nannies, and、um, I I then was thinking to myself, well, what my kids are gonna go to school all day or go to daycare all day. And then have a nanny at night, you know, to help me because I am just getting home from work and I haven't, you know, someone still has to cook, grocery shop, clean, right. like right. do all all the boring stuff、right. that you know nobody really, I guess, is ha- has a handle on. Like、right. when you're both running like、right. crazy, it's like, but what about the stuff that? Actually matters, and I was thinking to myself, like, when's the last time I, I enjoy cooking? When's the last time I like cooked something that I felt good about eating? Like, that was just I, it, it rushed just, to be put together. Yeah, I just became like, guess what? I don't want to eat chicken nuggets. <laughs> 
Like, I just really don't. That should be the title of this whole thing. Yeah. I just don't want to eat chicken nuggets. Yeah. And I realized... Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's everything right there. I really don't, you know, and it, this is just not. But I was thinking, like, the stuff that we're not paying attention to is the stuff. Our kids, our health, what we're eating, like what we're doing, like that's that's the important stuff. Um, I'm not really cooking anything that's really good for me you know maybe once in a while but certainly not as often as i would like to be i think that's true for every a lot of people say that yeah they just settle for yeah that's the question in my mind is like and that's the breaking part is like who's settling yeah like you know are you settling or somebody else yeah i know i know (laughs) that's my challenge back actually that's what i was feeling that's what i was feeling i was feeling like you know, it's funny because it wasn't my choice to leave the corporate world. The choice was made for me. Huh. We were there was a group of us that were let go during the pandemic and I was like, "Oh, huh. oh my, like what am I going to do now?" Um and I quickly was like, "Well, I better start applying to jobs and, you know, keep this going." And then I I realized um, that feeling last like it lasted maybe a few days. Right. Like it really wasn't long. Um, and um, Akmal and I obviously were having a lot of conversations during this time about like, well, you know, this could be something to your advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a decision that was made overnight oh man look at her she she just like leaped out of the corporate world and took that risk for her family it wasn't really like that it was the decision was made for me and i realized i'm still really busy yeah but you know without- when- <laughs> But when you say thing. this, Megan, I don't think anyone's going to deny that it's your health is important and your family's. It, no one's going to say your kids. My kids are not important. My health is right. Everybody says that. Yeah. But everybody also says, "Wait a second, you just cut your income." Yeah. By this much. Right. And you got to. But at the same time, the school is growing. Right. Uh, Akmal's right, business right, right, right. has, um, you know, almost tripled in size since the pandemic. Right. But do you think that that's maybe why it's okay for you? Like you've got this, you know, oh, for safety sure. net. Um, what if you didn't have that? What would you do? So what do you say to somebody who's contemplating, who's at that point? You've been through all of it. You have wanted the... The lights, not because you wanted lights, you wanted to do something yeah. with your life, right? And yeah. you wanted to make a difference. So you've gone through this whole journey. You, you, you're right there. You're making a difference. And then, you, you know, you, you, and you ask yourself, I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but, you know, comes a moment and you're like, and they're sitting there right at the edge, right? And they're thinking, yeah, but it's going to be hard. And what if it doesn't yeah. work, right? I just realized that I think, you know, never look at someone else's life and think, how can they make it work and I can't? You know, it must be something that I'm not doing right. But I realized that 
there's a million different factors that goes into, um, you know, someone being able to do what they're doing. Um, maybe their husband doesn't have the hours or their wife doesn't have the hours. Like we had a, we had a scheduling conflict. Like right. if you just look at the actual logistics of it, uh, that wasn't really working. Um, our parent, my parents are not close by. Um, Akmal's mom is not in the position to kind right. of help us out. Right. We were kind of on our own. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Akmal wound down a lot of the traveling that he was doing with high performance athletes and essentially changed his whole right. business model. Right. Um, I started doing, you know, breakfast meetings and lunch meetings and saying, you know, I can't, but all of these tweaks still weren't working. Mm -hmm. um, and we were trying to find help. Uh, it was so expensive. Um, and so I just was thinking to myself, like, um, there's no, there's no way that I could stop working like that. That wasn't really in my, in my um, thought, because I was thinking, you know, life is so expensive, we need this, we need that. But so when they're presented, Since, yeah. So when you had to make that choice finally, yeah, like you're on the other side of that choice, right? But before you made that choice, well, I need so much less. I'm not. Hmm. It's it, because when I was working, I I felt like I really needed a vacation a lot, hmm. you know, and I felt like I needed someone to you know come and clean the house or babysit the kids so Akmal and I could spend time together. Because um, it wasn't just my kids, it was my marriage too that was suffering. It was it was really hard to work opposite shifts and never see each other. And um, and so <clears throat> I guess now I look at like, my God, I was, you know, there was a lot of money I was spending just to be able to work, which is kind of an odd uh, thing. Uh, but th that, that, is definitely what was happening and to help me uh feel like i was kind of alleviating the stress of um my work life um and now i mean i don't know it's probably not um as simple as i'm saying it but i just don't feel like i need those things i i, I think i see your it's interesting what you say i i see a total analogy here between your life and how you're living it and Bruce County. Um, the return to Bruce County. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there you are, you, you move out yeah. of a physical place, Yeah. but you return to it like emotionally. And you, you, you found your, your Bruce's County wherever you go now. Yeah. It's with you because of how you choose to where you put those priorities yeah and the choice is hard and there it, it it's not even perfect like there's still things that constantly have to be worked on yeah it's a everyday choice yeah and it's still scary like what if the school yeah it's business right yeah what if um yeah you know it doesn't have a great year yeah you know uh things like that it's not like it doesn't occur to you um and yet you know, you feel like, I, I feel like, you know, you might, at first, someone might look at life and go, but I want downtown Toronto life. I want to be something. I mm -hmm. want to be a part of something. And you've returned back to like, 
Bruce's County. And yeah. when people look at you now, honestly, I honestly feel like even though there are people who would say, well, no, this is just how it is. They look at you now and they go, I'd like to be there. Well, I don't know. I don't and know she, if they do. I really do because I think when you look at it, uh, just the way you describe it in terms of, you know how you know something's valuable? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, just how I, it's like you want to buy a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. And if somebody says that's a dollar and you pay a dollar for that bottle of water, you know that bottle of water is worth more than a dollar because you would never just give up a dollar to get a dollar. Mm -hmm. So for you to give up something, to then have what, you, what you're experiencing now as a life, it had to be worth more. And the fact that you're not willing to turn it around and go yeah, back the I'm other not. way, so you're not willing to trade the bottle of water for back for a dollar. Do you know what I mean? You're not willing to trade it back. And you've seen both sides of it. To me, that's a confirmation. You know, yeah. like when they say the grass is greener on the other side, you've been on both sides. And you sound like you're loving where you're at and what you're doing. And I just wanted an opportunity for you to share the whole experience that you did go through it it's not like you just all of a sudden like you didn't have options you had options you you could go out there there are people who are calling you to go back to work with them whether it's in politics or whether it's you know in industry and you're passing yeah i i th would not have taken the leap myself uh, but since I, you know, I had the decision made for me, I guess that, you know, made it a little bit easier. Uh, I've realized like, whoa, I was missing a lot of stuff. Um, I. What were you missing? I was missing a lot of conversations with my kids. Like when I'm, you know, slow, when I slow down and I. I'm not just, you know, oh, how was school? Okay, let's go on to the next thing. I get to spend a lot of time with them because I'm picking them up from school and I'm um, spending the evening with them. I'm um, realizing that <clears throat> they're, you know, they're developing into their own little humans with their own little problems and they need <clears throat> they need a parent um, it doesn't matter if it's a mother or a father or you know they they need somebody that is uh, not just kind of quick okay now I'm in a conference call in the car ride to wherever we're going so everybody be quiet you know there's none of that really that I'm doing anymore it's like, I'm with them. And, and how much would someone have to give you to trade that? How oh, much is enough to I, trade that for? I'd, I'd, I mean, right now, there is no... Um, Akmal said, like, when you... There was a job that um, I did turn down in this process. And he said, I think for me, that was like... That was a big moment um and it was like the smartest decision that we ever made because it's it, everything is a decision together i i'm i'm always we're always discussing everything with each other um and so it was like this is big money this looks pretty good you know maybe we could make this work and how how would that look 
And the more that we, if an opportunity presents itself and we kind of go into it, um, I would say I'm not, I'm not there yet where I would say, okay, that looks good. I'm, I'm ready to do that. The circumstances that we're in right now, um, this is what, this is what's working. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're rich when you're not willing to trade it for anything. That's the way I look at it. So thank you so much, Megan. Like, I, I really appreciate you walking me through that whole experience. I think it's amazing to see um, that, you know, uh, you can have, you can come from a, a background, a life where, um, you know, you've got strong foundations, you've got that stability, um, you've got everything ahead of you, you can just go after it. And it seems like at first what appears to be settling or what appears to be pausing it all it actually turns out to be, you know, a, a, a road to something mm -hmm. that you would never, you would never give up for yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. And just the way you tell it. So I, I just thank you for taking the time and just walking us through that. Thank you for having me in. <laughs>